Damn, that was a great game of ultimate frisbee. I just whooped some ass. You're in rare form tonight. I am. Am I? I'm I'm borderline delusional. I'm so tired. So you just work out? I did. I mean Aren't you rejuvenated now? I am. Do you think it's lying that I tell people I do CrossFit and then my no, workout? Oh, well, I haven't told you what my workout was. Okay. I did 10 minutes on the assault bike. You did like 110. Yeah. Like, yeah, but not always 10 minutes, but I do assault bike every day. Yeah. Sometimes do it for 20. Sometimes do it for 400 calories. But no, did I say 400 calories? 200 calories. I was going to say 400 calories is a lot. No, no. No, I did that once. That's no good. Someone might accuse um, you of doing CrossFit then. Um, and I, ne- I never go as hard as I can because I feel like I'm, I, I could break. But I, but, but I, but I, I don't, you know, I try to make sure I'm sweating. And then I just did a, um, I did deadlifts. I started at 125 with 10 and then I did 10 sets and added all the weights until I had all the fractional plates on, which was 205. So nice. Uh-huh. That's a great work. Uh, I don't know. I think, I think I lack the intensity part. I don't often hear you. Well, the intensity maybe, but um, the movement, the sweating, it's all there. Yeah. You, I mean, you, yeah. you have your things that you, that you prefer to do the bike and then like strict pull-ups and muscle-ups and stuff, but you always work in a light barbell here and there. I, you always yeah. talk about the yeah. weights you use and you, I think it's It's good diversity. Thank you, Brian. Did I say I was played ultimate frisbee or frisbee golf? I'm, I'm going for the frisbee golf look. It, this show is called the Sevon Podcast, and it's so much about fucking placating me that I figured I would go with a look that you felt comfortable with, being that you play frisbee golf. I, I don't. I've never seen anyone playing frisbee golf looking like that. But you did say ultimate frisbee. <clears throat> Wait a second. You don't play with a bandana, or what, what's this called? A sweatband? You don't play with a sweatband. Oh, you don't take the game seriously, buddy. What's the what's the guy's name who's the who's who's your dog? Is it did you say Brody Smith? Yeah, Brody Smith used to be a professional ultimate frisbee player of the highest caliber who was also a trick trick shot specialist on YouTube. But 2 years ago, he had had too many injuries playing ultimate frisbee, so he tried to pick up disc golf and now he's amongst the best 40 players in the world after only 2 years of playing. Damn, and he's buff too. Yeah, he's a he's a big guy. A lot of those disc golfers are tall, but he also probably throw it 600 feet, which is like like top distance because of his background and ultimate. Um, he can throw a frisbee golf 600 yards. Feet 600 feet. 600 feet. Okay, not a not a not a disc craft whatever it is 175. He can't throw that. 600 feet. Is that an ultimate Frisbee? Yeah. Okay, because there's a company called Discraft. I don't think so. I'm asking. That was like with a question mark. A Discraft 175? What are you looking at? Or is that a disc that you have? That's just what we play. That's just what like, that's what um, ultimate Frisbee people use. That's your typical beach Frisbee. Is that 175? The the yeah, it's 175 grams. Interesting. And I can throw one really, really far, or in my heyday, I could. Like, I think I was bragging to you one time, I could throw it from one, I can be in the end zone of a football field, and I threw it out of the end zone of the other football field. When I say threw it out, I mean just barely, but I did it. And that, how many feet is that? That's 300 feet? 360, maybe. But it makes sense because um, 
the disc the discs for disc golf also weigh in the 170 gram range, but they're they're like two thirds of the diameter, so they're much smaller, and so they're more dense. That's why they can throw them further. Yeah, and when I pick one of those up, it doesn't even feel like frisbee to me. It's definitely feel, but the mechanics of being able to throw like with control on angles and and get a good spin rate and finish that transfers over and unfortunately the whole point of this conversation was to tell you that i'm right and you're wrong because i'm going to google this guy's name and he's going to be wearing sweatbands and guess what he doesn't wear sweatbands he probably has a hat on most of those guys wear hats that's disappointing you think we're going to get him on the podcast uh so far doesn't look good but maybe i'm not giving up hope that's why I do all the dreaming. Of course, we're going to get him on the podcast. He's um, 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 I'm going to ask you a question, and I just want you to spit out a name. I went uncensored, unedited. I just really want you just to whatever comes to the top of your mind. I'll do my best. In the, in the CrossFit community, who should we get on the podcast who we haven't had on? My man, Vellner. Oh, Patrick Vellner. I think that there is a little tension between him and I. Well, then let's. Yeah, I would love to have Patrick Vellner on the show. I was going to. The reason why I asked you is I got off the uh, assault bike and I was like, I can't believe we haven't had Mike Bergner on. Well, that's totally different. Yeah, different. What do you mean totally different? Just different realm altogether. Because you had said athlete. Oh, did I? Yeah. Well, he is kind of, he's a CrossFit athlete too, but I know what you mean. Okay. Okay. Should I give you another chance at it? Who is any, oh, who is anyone in the CrossFit ecosystem that you would like to have on? Oh, I just thought of another name that will, go ahead. Well, I, 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 but not for a couple of months. Oh, Dave Castro. Yeah. Yeah. I interviewed him this morning. Did you see it yet? No, I was coaching. Uh, I I would like to have Bill Henniger on. That would be fascinating. Interaction with him. Like, hi, that's probably it. He, um, I asked him to be on the CrossFit podcast and he says he doesn't do podcasts. How many years ago? I don't know. seems like a lifetime ago. Four years, three years. I think he likes me. He's always exceedingly nice to me and goes out of his way to help me anytime I have any issues. But through the grapevine, I always hear like reports. Has he done since then, since that time? I could look him up. I don't think so. But he's, he is, my guess is no. He is, uh, he is probably, there's very, let's see, videos, Bill Henniger. I mean, I've interviewed him a tiny, oh, CrossFit Captain Bill Henniger from 2011. CrossFit interview with Bill Henniger, Rogue Fitness, 2011. I, I bet you some of these interviews I've done, it's probably just like... Really? Impromptu stuff at the games. Yeah, he's been... Were you there in, when, in, he, when he first approached Dave? That story you mean that like, Dave hey, told about the uh, jump no, t- no, tell me the story again. I can't remember the year. I think it was 2008 after the game that Bill approached Dave and said, I'm starting this comp. I want to show you one of the products that we make and gave him a jump rope. And that was like the origins of the relationship. But I can't remember where I heard that. 
Yeah, I, I I don't think I've ever heard that story. I just know him through Katie, right? Katie was at the games. She won the games. That's Holy need. shit. Tell us if it's true or not, or if I'm just oh. delusional. Should I call him and get him on? <laughs> One question. That's the only question. Why do you want to wait to um, interview him? Why do you want to wait till after the games? <laughs> Honestly? Yeah. I want him to be able to focus on programming the games. Oh my God, your kindness is disgusting. Did you? Which athletes did you talk to at the semifinals? In Vegas? Uh, any of them, any of them. Like ones who are competing. Which ones did you talk to? Edgar. Uh, okay, let's stop there. Why did you talk to them? Did you, Why did you not feel bad talking to them? You know, we, we did a podcast with him, actually, also with 18. So I met him really early on, and you've met Cole. He's just an incredibly nice guy. We had a great time Very on nice. the podcast. And he, so anytime, anytime I see him, he's always gracious and talking to me. And, um, you know, even have sometimes minimal interaction in the off season if there's something relevant that comes up. Um, just a nice. So when I saw him, it was like great to see him after, you know, 18 months or whatever. Are are you? Do you not want to um, disrupt these people during the game season because you're afraid you'll say something that will get into their head and it will like fuck them up, or you just don't want to interrupt their flow? And now, are you still asking about the athletes? Anyone? Because <laughs> you're very you're very courteous, and I res- respect yeah. that. But you also have a job to do, and they benefit from your job. Like it's not a waste of time for athletes to talk to you. No, I just want them to be, you know, I want to just be res- people like Matt have said, Matt, Matt Fraser has said, you know, during, everyone bothering me after the competition. If you want to talk, I'll stick around for three days if there's that many people who want to talk to me. So it's just a right a time great, for it. And that's a great example, too, because he has scared me off before. Did you see the podcast I did with him and uh, Josh a couple of days ago? Nope. God, you're fucking, you're wasting your life playing frisbee golf. That's not true. Um, that is not true. Um, I've barely, I've barely played. I've been busy this week. A lot of, um, a lot of things going on with semifinal. Last chance qualifiers coming. And obviously. Correct. Holy cow. Um, do you have access to a computer? Yeah. Um, besides the one you're on, I mean, I mean, can you pull up a window? Go to the game site. Have you well, seen this video, the Asia Invitational West Coast Classic Day 3 highlights? It's 17 minutes and 18 seconds. No. Oh, and then it turns into a, okay, I didn't realize it's going to be a show with Sean Woodland and Annie. But man, the footage is insane. The footage is insane. Why? It's it's super duper shallow depth of field, uh, very the whites are white, the blues are blue. It's it's, it's got a some sort of filter on it that's I think they call it grading in the business, and it's amazing. I have the volume off, you and like then it, it goes. I love it. It looks beautiful. I need to watch this. Have you watched any of the semifinals yet? Do you have any feedback on the commentary, the camera work, any of that stuff? I haven't had a chance. I would. I, the only one. Which is the West Coast Classic. I mean, I watched the ones previously that were live, or, you know, a majority of them at least. Now I have this 
Turn off. When I watched the um, when I watched the Granite Games, I was frustrated. I th- I think. Do you remember who was commentating that? Was it? It was Tommy and someone else. Do you remember Chase? who? Chase. And and I think that's when I was watching, and I was frustrated as all hell, and I was blaming Tommy and Chase. But then I realized when I watched the West Coast Classic, it wasn't. It was Tommy and someone else. Who has a great voice? Yeah, I don't know who it is. Is that the little bald guy? I don't think. No, no, you're thinking of Brandon. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because this guy had a great voice. But then I realized in that one that it wasn't Tommy's fault and this other guy's fault. Um, What'd you call him? Joel? Um. That it was the fact that they were following the, they, I'm guessing, I don't, I don't talk to either of them, but I'm guessing that they were following the camera work and not the event. So they're not watching the event, they're watching the TV. And so they're reporting on whatever the camera people are showing. And so it's not their fault that they're not like talking about, about, about the big names. They didn't show, like they didn't show, um, Noah Olson until seven minutes into like heat number one, or someone would cross the finish line and the camera would be on them for first place, but there would be a war for second and third place. And it would be a half a second apart. But since the camera didn't show it, they didn't talk about it. And so I, I had to kind of let them off the hook and be like, well, shit, they did a fantastic job, but they're following someone else's lead. Whoever's calling the camera shots. Yeah. So first of all, you are right when you're, uh, you're supposed to look at the monitor, not the, f- not the field of action, so that you can speak about what you see, which is also what the viewers think is appropriately, right? Because um, mm-hmm. you're not always on the same side of the, of the floor, right? You might be facing the floor, but the camera that you might be looking at would be facing you or something like that. Anyway, so that's one thing that's challenging, uh, but called spotters that work with, with the broadcasters. Ask. Sometimes they're in a, on a headset on the floor for in both capacities and they are watching the floor information to you and, you know, or in the truck to direct the cameras to go to different areas. You have people doing both. When you were a spotter, did they listen to you? Did they take your cues? Yeah, definitely. So, uh, so if you watch like um, the first year of sanctionals for Wadapalooza, anytime you'll see Bill and Chase calling the action, you'll see me and Chad Schrader on They're just feeding them information the whole time. So we just like, it was like a team of four of us. They were talking and they were doing everything they were meant to do. And we would just give them extra information based on what's happening on the floor and prerequisite knowledge of the athletes in the competition. And it was awesome. Why? Ch- Chad Schrader. Schroeder. Yeah. So when I worked at CrossFit, I would get all my information from him. He would send me the craziest packet. It would have, and I, and he would send it to me before. I think he sent it to everyone on the games team too. I, I it wasn't yep. just for me. And and I would get this packet and it would have a picture of every athlete and then just shit tons of information about them. And then I would, from there, it would take those 20 or 40 or a thousand pages, whatever it was. And I would condense it into just what I wanted. Right. Perfect. I wonder why I didn't everyone choose him when they get that. That packet. I wonder, and I can't remember if I've ever met him, but I've exchanged dozens of emails with him, and I really liked him. Is he cool? Yeah. <clears throat> after I after going out there in 2018 and doing that with you, when we started going to the regionals, every mm-hmm. person I met, podcast or media that wasn't necessarily a part of you, the people that were working at those regionals, they would find out what I was. How much I knew about the athletes, and they'd say, "You need 
straighter. And it was like, oh, it happened okay. at all three, re- at all th- three totally different people. And I was like, who is this guy? Met him. And it was almost like finding your lost older brother that you never knew you had. And we just like, more um, seasoned version of me. He's been doing he it wasn't, professionally he, since 2011 or 12. He wasn't threatened by you? No. It was, I mean, it was, it was with Tommy Marquette. It's like just to find someone else that could talk about the competition in that much depth and have that much recall is rare. A couple of guys that I feel like are ability to retain information about this sport, and those are two of them. So me, Tommy, and Chad. <laughs> yeah. That's the fa- the four right there. That's it. No, that's not fair. There uh, are some other ones, and I I would I wouldn't want to think not so, recognize them. So then, so that's awesome. And I always imagine from the email exchanges I had with Chad that I mean I probably have met him, but just my foggy brain can't remember it. But I just remember really liking him, even though I didn't know why. Like I just really really liked him, and he was great. He was prompt with responding. How did? Can you do you remember exactly how our paths crossed? Because I tell just like this real Cliff Notes version of how I remember it. You started doing a segment on your CrossFit. It's called Trolling the Leaderboard. It was for the 2018. Okay. I have no memory watched, of that. At this time, I was watching every, every every episode you put out, I was watching. And I was digesting a lot of CrossFit content during this time. Like, there's not there's a reason why I, I know invested a lot of time watching stuff. And so I watched all your, your girlfriend podcasts. had just broken up with you and that's all you did. You just watched I was videos. actually completely holy shit. When you say completely celibate like no seeds flew or just no with anyone Only else in myself. the room. Okay. <laughs> okay. But but abstinence, I guess. I was going to say you must have been an asshole. No. Okay. Abstinence, we'll say. We'll we'll circle back to that. I like how you got in your abstinence in my uh Found in my origin story with you. Go on. In our in our origin. That's why story. I had. That's why I had so much time to do that. Okay. Or one of the reasons I did. This trolling the leaderboard section, and I was like, finally, it's a platform for people to talk about all the stories that are going on during this incredible competition that's so unique, and it's not just talking about the best performance in the world, which is fine, and we should recognize. There's other stories, and so I I sent you a. Dude, this podcast, this trolling the leaderboard is such a great idea. I've been waiting for something like this, but you missed so many awesome stories. And I list, listed out like three of three examples from just the week one of the open. And what you emailed me or in, on Instagram? DM on Instagram. Okay. And your response was awesome. Send me more. <laughs> so week two. The same thing. As soon as the open, as soon as I saw the open leaderboard, I three pages of ideas. And oh, I must have hated you. I must have hated you at that point. Three pages. Okay, go on. You printed them off, and you used them as the entire podcast for week two of the open. Did I give you credit by name? This guy oh, on Instagram, awesome. Brian. Matt Bishop's like Brian friend, you know, whatever. And I'm like, I can't, I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Like, I can't believe this is actually, he's reading my notes, right? I start looking at them while I'm watching it, knowing you've already recorded it. And I'm like, wow, I hope I was accurate with all the stuff I sent him. (laughs) And it was, it was good. So you did the same thing for week three. And then you said, I want to bring you out here for week five. It's with me and with Matt. 
God, I'm a good dude. Go on, tell me. Yeah, I mean, and so you, you came out and we did a podcast. No, <laughs> you no. weren't there. You you came out there, mm-hmm. and I wasn't. Where was I? Yeah, I flew. Dude, I didn't even find out until I was landed already in San Jose or something. I flew in the and airport. You flew landed. from Chicago. From Chicago. This is a no, great story. I was story. living in Florida. Myers. And uh, to the car, and and drive there to HQ, and you text me. Greg needs me. I'm not going to be there. Oh, that's that's the story of my life. Hold on one second. Wait, Haley, what's the deal with the dog? Oh, well, do something with the dog, please. Brian Friend is talking. Go on. I apologize, Brian, and this fabulous story. So you come out there. You land from Florida. You've flown all the way across the North American continent, and I say to you, I'm not there. Did you do the <laughs> podcast still? Yeah. So I, you're like, just go to HQ. Someone will meet you. And I'm like, someone will. No nothing. No time. I'm like, okay. First person I see is Tommy Marquez. Good, good. And I'm like, Tommy, um, my name is Brian. I'm here. But I know he's not here. He goes, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew you were coming. I knew. He showed me around, around HQ, introduced me to everyone. Bishel, and then Matt Bishel was, hosted that show. And Tommy and I were the guy, like on the either side of the table. And did you get a word in? Were you able to talk? Yeah, they used my notes again for the entire skeleton and outline of the open. It was now the end of the open. And Tommy was you know was was up for it. like I said he and I had a conversation back and forth about the athletes in more depth than anyone I'd ever met before by like a hundredfold because there's not a lot of was he threatened by you or jealous or tripping or or embraced you like yeah let's do this um you know never even thought about it I was just I was like man I hope I embarrass myself I because I was expecting to be with you yeah. And then I was thrown into Tommy. <laughs> I'm like, I really like the the shorts that guy was wearing. You're like, yes. Yeah. And then, you know, okay. it's like, this is the guy I've been watching. He's the guy who's paid by CrossFit to know more about the athletes than anyone. And now you're going to be on, you're, the, you're supposed to be here as the expert on this open stuff. And now you're sitting down with the guy. The, um, I always felt like there was this. Uh, and I can't think of any specific examples, but I always felt like there was this ridicule because I would do that. I would let people come in from the outside. I was always like, I was open to that. I was always open for like new talent, good, like cultiv- cultivating more talent. Okay. So, so we do, so well, you come to the show. There's other so people I, that you gave those opportunities to that are still, that are now working for CrossFit as, as contractors in the media field. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. My favorite. Do you know Lillian Fuentes? That's what I'm talking about. I saw her at both competitions, and we, her and I met, you know, as both outsiders. You would say oh. working for you at the regionals that year. That's right. Holy shit! I remember that. That was a great regional. Was that at Del Mar? Yeah. Well, no, no. Yeah. It was first in Al- Albany and then in Del Mar. Yeah. Oh, I'm so stoked on her. Yeah. What an incredible. Came She's and great. just. Yeah, came and just dug in and and got all the on on the on the job training. So okay, so then when did I? So we were supposed to do that podcast. We didn't do that podcast. And then when did we finally meet? You know, I I leave there and I'm like, well, that was I got to go to HQ. I went to like the original Santa Cruz gym. Bucket list thing for me as a huge CrossFit fan. I'm like, and if nothing else comes of it, whatever. And uh, two weeks later, you messaged me and you said. 
Great podcast. Regionals? Question mark? <laughs> Classic. This is how Savon communicates. Straight to the point. No, no, no superfluous or extra stuff. And I said, uh, let me check with my boss. So I said, yeah. And you said, okay, Albany week one. And we just started doing pod live. Did we stream those live? You put me in. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. You put me in touch with the at the time. He arranged yep. everything. I travel. Great dude. Great dude. I had, you know, we get there. I mean, you were like the last person I met. Because I was with Greg, probably. You were with Greg or whatever. You were doing whatever, you know, responsibility you needed to do. So I meet Gary, meet Lillian, meet Michael McCoy. And then finally I met you and we had dinner that first night and I was exhausted from traveling and whatever. And, uh, you just like to stay up late and eat the Brussels sprouts. And, uh, was Mike Workington there? Mike Workington was there. Yeah. Cause he was on the podcast with us. There was the three of okay. us. Okay. Yeah. That's fantastic. Um, that is an incredible team. I think me, you and Mike Workington, that show fuck man. Mike knows a lot about CrossFit. He may know more about CrossFit than anyone alive. And that's saying a lot because sometimes I think I know more than anyone alive. But man, that guy, he was the editor-in-chief of the CrossFit Journal with 10,000 pieces of content. And that guy, I mean, sometimes when Greg would need something written, he would write it in Greg's voice. And then we would read it wow. and be like, holy shit, you sound just like Greg. Yeah, and now Chris Cooper, And now Chris Cooper has him locked up in Canada. And I don't use the word locked up lightly. I, I got it. Um, no, because one of the episodes in, in Del Mar that year, responsibility with the affiliates that were all at the, at the competition. Okay, you're hosting the show today, you and Mike, and it's going to be a month. And I'm oh, like, oh, great dude. I'm CrossFit like, Costa Mesa? What, what gym is he? CrossFit? Yes, and, and he's brought teams to, uh, teams to the games for several years in a row. He was through some of those uh tumultuous years some good some not so good and just a I really wealth like of knowledge Lacero. huh i really like christian uh lacero yeah i've sorry go had, on i've only uh, met, met um it was well after the uh his his he was not he was just at a sanctional actually anyway um and so I was like, man, these two guys have been around this sport, working to Max Mormont for 20 plus combined, maybe, maybe 28 years combined or something at that. And I'm supposed to host this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Okay. And, and, and you it. did it. We did it and, and it was fine. And honestly, I just like, I was like, okay, what does Savan do? And try to just use elements of that. Obviously, I'm not Savan, but like, he doesn't waste time on the introduction. So I just got immediately into whatever I was thinking at the time. And then I, you know, those guys had plenty to say. So then I let them talk for a while. While they were talking, I was just thinking basically about what you do is not the next question I wanted to ask them necessarily. Something really good, but just the next topic. Okay. Now we just talk the old school games. Now let's talk about something that happened at this regional and then you know just back and forth like that and they were great and it, and you were celibate at this time <laughs> abstinent 
uh, abstinent at this time? I don't know. Um, what, 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 well, maybe. who, how, who, who was the recipient? No, no, no. That's not how I want to ask that. I don't care who, what qualities did the recipient of your lovemaking have that was able to derail you from your five years of abstinence? Yeah, I think that asks pretty good. Living in a place for three years, and there was a <clears throat> entire time, and it was my last night before. Holy shit. Do you have commitment issues? <laughs> you waited till the last night before you were leaving town? Was it kind of a justification? That's like, okay, five, I should... I mean, for two years. Three years. No, I, I didn't know it the first year. Wow. And then and then that just broke the seal and you were back in the game? It was slow re-entry, but seal was broken. Wow. And are you glad, were you at the time, were you like kicking yourself? Like, shit, why did I do that? I should have gone for six years. Like, like every time I, I'm always happy to get a haircut and shave my beard, but there's a part of me that's like, oh, you fucking failed. You should have never cut your hair or shaved. No. That's amazing. Uh, and, and why did, did you start the journey intentionally or just no one liked you? No, you already said this chick liked you. So people liked you. It wasn't that you were unlike, you weren't unfuckable. You know, there used to be a CrossFit shirt that used to say unfuckwithable. Did you know that? No, I have never seen that one. Yeah, that's back in the old days, the old days. Um, but you were rocking the shirt unfuckable. No. So, wh yeah, why? 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 Yeah, I had had some, uh, some bad experience to take that time for myself. So to protect yourself emotionally, it wasn't like, hey, you read in a book that you could save your chi and like... You weren't like... No, I just wanted to... I, I felt like I needed to get to know myself more. And I gave myself that time. And I was pretty happy with it for that time. And then... Wow, five years. That's impressive. A couple times in my life, I've gone two or three months without any ejaculation. And that's crazy. Yeah. It, it's crazy. It's, 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 pretty, it's pretty intense. And one time I was telling my dad about it and he said, if you don't use it, you'll lose it. <laughs> I didn't believe him, but I thought, what a great, what a great like justification. Kid, <laughs> yeah. Well, and just for me, it was like a great justification. It was like some, one time someone told me, a dear friend told me, and this probably isn't a good thing ever to tell one of your friends. He said, you know, I like you better when you're drunk. I was like, oh, that kind of hurts. Okay, people, are you happy? I asked Brian about himself. Let's move on. He doesn't bone. Um, I am a little surprised at how many girls DM me about you. You like there are girls who have crushes on you, which I mean, it's like having a crush on a calculator. But I guess there's someone <laughs> for everyone. For everyone. <laughs> um, when are the CrossFit Games? Uh, the well. July 25th or 6th. Monday is the first day of the calendar. 
Okay. And do we know anything about how many events they're going to be? Have they released any of the events? Do we know what day it starts? Do we know if it's, if they are, are they even going to release the events? Is it going to be an unknown and unknowable year? Like what's the deal? I hope it's unknowable, but I love, oh, I love that too. I'm surprised you like that. Okay, go on. I mean, look, the more information I feel like I, I can accurately predict the results, I don't want to know. Explain that to me. That, that that was a little weird. That was a little hard to process. I mean, I get. I think I get what you're saying because you're lazy. I and you know don't want how to many, do the work. If I know how many tests there are and I know what the tests are, I feel like I know the athletes well enough to project who's going to do better or worse relative to the field tests. You know, the tests every year are pretty well same. Sometimes there's more running. Sometimes there's heavier weights. Sometimes there's more long long. Uh, that's fine. But all of those things will have not usually any impact on the number one placement overall, but, but they do often have implications, on, you know, lots of other rankings along the other way down the leaderboard. And why wouldn't you want to know that? Don't, isn't that your, isn't that something you enjoy doing? Yeah. So it, I wouldn't, I wouldn't prefer not to know from a work standpoint, I'm happy to do that, that work and I, I love doing it, but I like the idea of the tests being released incrementally at the games and that the athletes have to element of it, of a short amount of time to prepare because that's a, a testable and important part of fitness to a situation without having a lot of time to think about it. So, for, it, it, but... So I didn't listen to one or two of those sentences in there because I was over here pulling up a sheet that quiz you on some other shit. But if I'm guessing what you said, so basically from the fan perspective, you would rather not know them so you can just see it unfold. But also, I also just kind of like the integrity of the test more that way. Ah, okay. Me too. <clears throat> I'm on the game's um, leaderboard. By the way, um, Brian doesn't know this game that we're about to play. So, this is test Brian. We call this piece trolling the leaderboard. Um, and um, are those the people who are going to the games? At the 2021 CrossFit Games? I think so. I'm on the, I, I clicked on the, I clicked on the game. to go button. to that space? Yeah, you can. Yeah, yeah. That would be great. Okay, somewhere. And at the top is Samuel, um, Samuel Cornhole, Sean Sweeney, Brent Fikowski, Stas Solodov, Cole Sager. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So are, are these all the guys who are going to the games? Yeah. And there should be 38 here and they should, these are, this means they've registered. So actually, yeah, now that BKG is registered, I think all of them have registered. And, and will there be more after the last chance qualifier? Two more. There'll be two more. So this is 38 of the eventual 40. Okay. You ready to play a really tough game? Do you know what game we're going to play? No. I'm going to say someone's name, and you're going to tell me if they're going to win the games. <laughs> and you and you can go and you can give and you we're just just go th we're going to go through them and and you can you can um, you have three choices: yes, no, or maybe. But yeah, it's going to be cutthroat. Can't have like, and, and we're going to see like, hey, what's the question? 
Can they win can, the are, game? Are, are they going to win the games? We'll leave it at that. Are they going to win the games? But we should grade you. Like, if at the end there's five left, that means you get an A. If there's ten, five left. If there's five maybes. If there's five maybes, you, you get an A. Don't tell me the rules. Just let's play. Okay. Uh, um, Cole Mertens, yes, no, or maybe. Okay. Travis Mayer. Jay Crouch. Gamboa. No. Chandler Smith. Ladies and gentlemen, just watch your screen and watch him squirm. Zach Watts. No. Tim Paulson. No. You have to understand why this is so hard for Brian, because this is so out of his comfort zone, because he really needs to crunch it in his head. And this he's not, he doesn't want to just do this. He wants to, like, crunch it and be like, the the Adam weighs 3.6 moles. Like, he wants to give you the... So this is, this is good for him. This breaks him out. Uh, Justin Medeiros. What's the difference between yes and maybe? Maybe, maybe, maybe if if you only have five maybes left at the end, I'll give you an A. That like, like just at how just, many yeses? I think that's an A. You can, you can. Uh, so sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, boy, I don't have this game thought out very well. I, I'm like, like I, I should, should work. Be for the, I should work for the CrossFit Games. I haven't figured, or I should work out for the wait. Which is the West Coast Classic? Who's the one who changed the rules in the middle? <laughs> the CrossFit Games. Um. Anyway, I think I should yeah, let's just go one yes and five maybes. Let's just go all maybes then. Maybe okay, or no. Maybe okay. or no. Okay, maybe for Maderos. Really? Justin? Okay. Let me see how far along we are. We are about one-third of the way through, and we've already explained that we, there's two names that we don't know yet. Baden Brown. G- oh, this next one's man. He may never come on the show again. Don't fuck us, Brian. Remember, have some bias. Jason Hopper. Maybe. Okay. And what did you give Medeiros? A maybe. Yeah. Okay. Um. Uh. Jason Smith. No. Should we have him on the podcast? I, I'm sure it'd be amazing to have him on the podcast. We can ask him. What's going on in Africa, which hardly anyone will know about. There's a lot of cool things happening there in Cross. And also, if he sees any any newcomers coming in the world, because we really haven't seen anyone challenge him yet. Um, and what about the fact that he's the, is he the oldest guy at the games? Yeah, and I think he's now the oldest guy to 35 to 39 division became a thing. Okay, so... And you could almost say in the modern era, he's the oldest guy who's ever qualified for the CrossFit Games. Yeah, and and you and and you like him. You're, it's it's not just that he's from Africa. You actually think, and that he got slipped in. You actually think he's good. I don't know how how good a guy that old can do relative to this field yet. We have we haven't really seen it, but the, it wasn't much younger. It was like two years ago or three years ago, and. He he was like top five in some events in the twenties. Like, uh, he wasn't out of place by any means. Do you think he could win the teen division? The teenage? Yeah. Against the best teenager. Uh, this year, yeah, probably. Okay. Well, the, you were gonna the, laugh at that question, and then after for a second, you're like, actually, it's a pretty good question. Or no? 
Uh, the teenagers <clears throat> on the men's side really can't have not proven that they can hang with the games athletes the way that the women have. Right. Okay. Okay. We won't fall into that. But it's different going down than going up because you have to because the weights will be lighter and you still have to deal with those kids' engines. Good point. Uh, wow. Holy shit. I don't know if you've ever said that to me. Scott Panchik. No. You're breaking my heart. You're breaking my heart. Roy Dunn. Royce Dunn. No. Adrian Mundwiller. Mundwiller. No. Mundwiller. You you pronounce the W as a V? Yeah. Mundwiller. Sam Stewart. Augustin. Why is this? This is man. You're hurting. I. I this is actually making me for, for every single. Guy. Augustine Richem Richelme. Wow, Augustine Richelme, and uh, no. Um, Georg Georgos Caravas Caravas Caravas. No. Henrik Happen Henrik Henrik Hap Henrik Happy 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 Henrik Yeah. <laughs> no. Oh my God! We're gonna know who the winner is here in a minute. Luca Dukic. Yeah, that's what I said. Lazar Jukic. Jukic. No. Fascinating. I think we talked about this in one of the podcasts. Um, brothers, right? Yeah, brothers, and uh, both making it. Well, both of them are qual- are going to be competing at their first games. Lazar Jukic turned down the in- opportunity to compete as a national champion from his country in 2019 because he didn't think he was fit enough to compete yet. Wow. What do you think about that? I think he was the only one who did it. I kind of like it. Is it kind of a mistake, though? He could have got the experience under his belt? For one event and $10,000 to get there. Okay, fair. Janikowski. No. What? 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 What's wrong? Why? What? 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 Immediately. I'm. I'm not taking a hard line here. Okay. Oldis Upanikis. No. Yeah. 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 Yes, Brian. Yes. Upanikis. Are you kidding? <laughs> well, we're almost done with this. Don't bail out now. Give me Oldis Upanikis. No. Um, Guillermo Malheros. No. Andre Houdet. No. Um, Bjorgvin Carl Goodmanson. Oh, my goodness. I picked up the pen for that one. Will Morad. No. Brandon Luckett. No. Jeffrey Adler. No. Patrick Vellner. Yes or maybe? Oh, maybe. There's no yes. Okay. Alex Vigneault. That'll be coming out next week, and I'm pretty excited for people. To... Uh, what's the article about, and where will it be published? It's called The Return of Vigneault, and it's published, it'll be published in the morning chalk up. And what... And what um, did you see something in the... What's the article about? What's the theme of the article? 
I mean, besides that he's Basically returning. Basically, that he's been good for a long time, like really good for a long time, but because of a few setbacks and those changes to the season and his life and the way things all... Yep. You pro- if you started watching in 2017, him yet. But in 2015 and 16, his third in regionals, he was already really good at a huge um, specialist in anything. He's very good at pretty much everything. But he can't, but he's not going to win the games. No. Um, Alexander Illin. No. Haley, can you give the dog some Vicodin? Can you give the dog some Vicodin or sleeping pills or whatever you take at night to help you ignore me? Uh, Cole Sager. Cole Sager. <laughs> um, before I go on with these last four names, I want to ask you a question. Is what is the difficulty of doing this um, b- besides your personal um, pathology of needing to do things in a certain procedure? Does any of it have to do with the fact that these are your friends and that you don't want to, you don't want to. There are athletes that I said no to today that should be coming to the games with the 100% confidence that they can win the games. Okay. I, I understand. Okay. That's fair. Good answer. Stas Solodov. No. Brent Fikowski. Maybe. But he shit the bed in the uh, semifinal. No, he didn't. He did fucking. Wow. Okay, explain that to me. Didn't Wait, first let me tell you why I'm, I'm being so harsh. Um, he barely made it in the fifth workout. Is that correct? In the final workout, he barely made it and took fifth place. Yeah, he had an incredible... Um, which is, I think, severely. And he finished fourth in Canada's or in that semifinal, and basically said, "I'm gonna prove you wrong, Brian. I can, I can have a phenomenal performance even at a maybe you know, range of motion disadvantage." I was but impressed. To, but that's a big leap between being able to bear down and kick ass in one workout to okay, he gets to be in this list that has Patrick Vellner, Jason uh-huh. Hopper, and Justin Medeiros. He gets to be on that list because he's earned the right to be on that list. He has okay. the the longer the test, the more events that are tested, the better his chances. Because he can I don't have the list in front of me. I think he's second I think he's third all time in most CrossFit games wins. Hold on, I have it right here. He's tied for fourth. He's tied for fourth in terms of most wins ever at the games, but he had all six of his wins in a two year span. 2016, 2017, where he did really well. Well, what's happened since then? A bunch of weird stuff, honestly. And but he's won major competitions in the off season against high level competitors. The last Dubai CrossFit Championship, second place was Patrick Vellner. Was I think Roman Krennikov, Jason Smith was in that field. Is our Georgios Karavis was in that field. Lots of guys that are now making their move into the games were competing there that weekend. He beat all of them. He went, you know, he went to the Asia and he won in Asia. Should win there, but it's still a win. And he's going to have great events at the games. And I'll have a couple that, that won't be that good. 
dies. If you have six tests and you have one bad one, it's a much more severe penalty than if you have 12 tests and you have one bad one. So he's probably going to have one or two bad ones, but he's also going to have five top three finishes. <laughs> Talked for a long time. No, no, that was good. That's better than me talking for long time. Um, I, 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 so I hear what you're saying and I like it. Okay, good. I'm convinced. Sean Sweeney. No. But you, are you impressed with Sean Sweeney right now? Is he the? Yes. This is the best Sean Sweeney we've ever seen. I think in pretty much every. Um and Sam Samuel Samuel, you say his last name. Cornwallier. No. Cornwallier. Did you skip? No. Can I, oh, can I tell you something? Dude, there's one person that hasn't registered yet that's not on this list. Holy shit. Okay, hold on. Before you go there, hold that thought. Samuel Cornwye, let me, let me, he spells his name C O U R N O Y E R. Cornwye. But if he would, if he was a cool dude, he would just spell it C O R N Y A. Like maybe with some hyphens in there or some shit. Okay, so Samuel Cornwyde, is he going to make it? Uh, he's a no. No, okay. Um, who is the one person, and how do you know this? Before you tell us who it is, how do you know this? Because it's Noah Olson. Oh, shit. He hasn't registered. Wow. He's not on. Oh, he, he, I think he posted on his Instagram, never again, or not until there's changes, or I'm out. You think he's out? Wait, come on. No, you don't serious? you remember that? Yeah. That was last you know year. Yeah. Oh, and he's competed <laughs> since then. Okay, fine, fine, fine. He's back in. That's two years ago. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> so, Noah, let me, I'll pretend like I read it. So, Noah Olson. That's it. It, the funny thing is, it's the hardest name for me to say yes or no to. Amazing. Because you don't think that he necessarily has the talent or the, the, but, but you think he has the experience. I've already that have recently beaten him. And I don't remember outside of the 2019 and 20 games, which were different, different sets of, uh, tests. It's a different kind of games that we're going to have this year. He's never beaten these guys that I've said yes to. So a no for Noah? Who's on the list right now? Justin Medeiros, Jason Hopper, Patrick Vellner, and Brent Fikowski. And Scott and Scott, and Scott and Scott Panchik. No, I said no to Scott Panchik. Okay, just testing, just testing. And Cole Sager. I said no to him. It was hard for me to say no to them. Then besides the two you just said, BKG and Chandler Smith. Oh, yeah, yeah. You really stalled on Chandler Smith. And uh, and yeah, if, I, if I'm drawing this hard, hard line here, I'm, I'm also going to say no for Noah. Wow. I might even give you an A+. And, I sh- and you know what? Like saying yes to Hopper is a cop-out. We're getting real. We're getting real. Because I just have no, I have no idea of his potential. What he did at the Mid-Atlantic was phenomenal. His 
we know from talking to him that he's in his head. Like, he, and it can be good and it can be bad. And if it continues to be good with the potential he has, I think it's it's kind of like Brent Fikowski. I still think there's three things that are exposed at the games that he doesn't have the capacity he needs to yet. He's only been doing this for a short amount of time. And a lot of these guys, especially the guys on that list, with the exception of Medeiros, I guess, they've been doing this for a really long time. And even Medeiros has been around this for a lot longer than his age. They, they might but Medeiros has been doing this for like eight years. Yeah, who, who, Medeiros and Hopper might be the same age? Yeah, let's try. That's it. Let's check. Okay. We know did how you old see, Hopper is. While you're checking, did you see this this post Matt Fraser made? Medeiros is younger. Oh, Medeiros is younger. Wow. How old is Hopper? Hopper said he's 23, and Games Profile says 22. I thought they were both 23. Holy cow! And he might and he might be 23. I noticed that some of the profiles are off. In terms of because when they made them, they've aged since then. They had a birthday since then. Did you see this post that Matt Fraser made? It says one day ago, and it's a picture of him and Jason Hopper. Yep. So my first question to you is, and I guess I could ask Matt too, why didn't Matt tag him? He didn't tag you? No. There's a There was a post uh, a while ago of Fraser with Justin Medeiros some training sessions. I wonder if he tagged him. I'm going down and looking. I, I can't remember for sure if, if Fraser Ben Madero posted it. Oh, well, here's a here's a picture of him and Sammy, and he didn't tag Sammy. And I, to, to be honest with you, I don't think Matt even thinks about that shit. And here he is with um, Heber and Marsden, and he didn't tag them. Okay, so. Yeah. Personal. No. Well, I mean, clearly nothing personal. Why would he put a picture of him if he was trying to, like, right. you know. But um, uh, I, I feel like that's an omen. Why? He was doing the same thing with Medeiros two weeks before that. Yeah, but Medeiros is a podium athlete. Medeiros, he has more than just a friendship with. Oh, so what's the omen of? Hopper's going to win it. Hopper's going to win it. I mean, I'm just, if you, if you believe in omens. At the uh, semifinals. I'm going to show you. This is the Medeiros picture. And it's clearly, an, uh, you know, more of an ad, like we're business partners. No, there was another one where Medeiros was rowing and Fraser was pointing at, it looked like he was pointing at the chain of the. I do remember that, but even that might have been to announce him as a podium athlete. I think they were trying. Anyway, but just for shits and giggles, let me show you the one with Jason Hopper. Yeah, I saw that one. Damn, there's a lot of reflections. Anyway, so I think you chose good. I like I liked the four you've chosen. Oh, well. I, you know, you ready for one? You ready for one more round of the game? Oh my god! Yeah, let's do it for the girls. The thing is, yeah, the thing is, people may really like this game, and so they're going to be so pumped. They're they're so excited for us to do the girls, or people really hate the game and they've already turned off. So, <laughs> fuck it. Uh, um, same game. Yeah. 
Well, there's not, there's no point in going through the whole list. I like to go through the whole list. That way it's like you're hurting people's feelings and it's good for you to be, um, it's good for you not to hurt people's feelings, but you to practice being like, um, emotional. Okay. Caroline. This is not, can we just take Tia out then? (laughs) No, come on. There's no one else. There isn't. No. That's it. Yes. She, she's 27 years old, 163 centimeters and 58 kilograms. If she's healthy, she wins. She's from a country called, hails from a country called Australia. Okay, ladies. Well, that's, um, that's tough. And you just uh, ruined my game, Tia. Thank you. You know what? I'm never going to have her on the podcast and she just ruined the, the game. Fuck Tia. Um, I'm trying to play hard to get. I hope it works. Uh, Caroline Connors. We fine. We can take Tia out. Cry baby. Caroline Connors. If Tia's out, so what's the question? Can they get second? Yes. Can they? Will they be? Yeah. No. Uh, Ellie Turner. No. Amanda Barnhart. No. Brooke Wells. No. Mallory O'Brien. Oh, and we know who... Cara Sanders. Maybe. Emma Carey. No. Yeah, I don't know what your, why your butt hurt about Emma Tall. Another Emma made it in here. That should, like... They should cancel each other out. Ariel Lowen. No. Hey, these are much easier names than the dudes. Haley Adams. I like how you look around like there's someone in the room who's going to help you. Like, you should look back at that donkey hanging on the wall behind you. (laughs) Tell me, donkey, tell me. Haley Adams hails from the United States of America and trains at the CrossFit CrossFit Mayhem Empire. 20 years old, 67 inches tall, 140 pounds. No. No. Michelle Bazinet Baznay. No. Laura Clifton. No. Alessandra Pacelli. No. Jessica Griffith. No. Emma McQuaid. No. Samantha Briggs. No. There is something very unique about Samantha. She 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 oh. no, she She's dangerous to the leaderboard. Not like she used to be. No? No. By that, I mean, she can shake shit up. She can fuck pacing off for other people. Oh, there like, there are had... a ton of women that can do that. Okay. But they're fine, not going to be there for second place. Holy cow. Is Sam the oldest athlete in the individual competition? She's 30. Does it say 39? Yes. Yes, sir. Yeah. And she's only 135 pounds? <laughs> Maybe. I, I don't know how, how off. She is petite. Let me see this. Um, I think she weighs more than that. 170 centimeters to inches. Is She's 5'7". Yeah. I bet she's she weighs 5'7". 140. 
Okay. She got a tiny waist, man. She's strong though for for her uh, build. I'm not. I'm not. I'm just saying, like, she doesn't have a huge ass and she doesn't have a big waist. She's True. legs and uh, and shoulders. True. And she, and she has a normal size head. <laughs> How much does a human head weigh? Fourteen pounds. No idea. Laura Horvath. Maybe. Wow. Okay, so we have two so far. What do you like about her? Oh. <sighs> I that she has. Uh on the physical realm, it's it's uh-huh. strict parallel handstand push ups or variations of those things. Could it, if there's no minimum work requirement in an even if there's a workout that has that, which there might not be. And it's only one workout. And I think she can do great on everything else. So if I'm comparing her to someone like Haley Adams, I think that there are poten- there's a potential for there to be multiple workouts that she'll do p- very poorly on and won't be able to recover from it. Because I don't think she has the same potential as Laura to outright win events. Haley could maybe win one workout. Laura could maybe win three workouts. Laura could do really, really on one workout. Haley could finish in the bottom workouts when's the last time you've seen laura do her negative handstand so there, there's a chance that she's even fixed it yeah yeah potentially for sure but the other thing that she has that i think she has now that she hasn't had for most of the time that she was or since winning the game or placing second in the games in her rookie season 2018 is that her she's in a good place mentally and emotionally and, and how do you know that? What's your resource for that? I some some distractions in her personal life during that time, and I think that she's resolved those things now with herself. A dude? I don't know a lot of the details. You don't want to talk about it? I don't want to talk about it. And do you not want to talk about it because that's like out of your, you think it's, it's rude, or is it because... Um, I feel like maybe I've... Jacqueline Dalstrom. No. I can't tell if you have integrity or if you're a shitty reporter. Amelia Lapinen. No. Kristen Holte. Holte. Who is Kristen? Who is Kristen's male counterpart at the CrossFit Games? Is she, is, like would, historically is she, speaking, yeah. Like is she? Yeah, is she it's Scott Panchik or yeah. no? She's not. She Scott is Panchik with one exception. Really? And the exception okay. is, as consistent as Scott, but she has multiple finishes around the same region as him. She has a never had anything above fourth, and she has a sixth and two sevenths. He's got like four fourths, two fifths, and three sixths, or something like that. So they're they're like they have a lot of good. Fin- podium okay uh, but not but he's had more Noah Olson maybe is a better comparison actually because Noah Olson has that outlier of a second place finish and then he also has a fifth and two eighths to go against Kristen's sixth and two sevenths yeah how, how many do you know how many years she's been in the game well that's and that's the reason why I think I originally said Scott Panchik is because the longevity of career is closer I thought originally it was gonna be closer to Panchik based on about it. Noah Olsen's also in his eighth games. I bet 
it's not. So Noel Olsen is probably the answer. It's crazy that... So how many games has Panchik had? <sighs> I think this is nine or ten. It's crazy because I feel like he's been around five years longer than Noah. But, he, but, but it's Noah probably not true. 2014, Scott Panchik. I can pull it up here, right here. So uh, I know this is more of a kind of a superficial metric that I'm look that I look at, not something that you give a shit about, but I'll say it anyway. Um, Kristen Holta has 136,000 Instagram followers. Okay. And the most underrated, in my opinion, CrossFitter that I can think of is Scott Panchik, and he has 321,000 followers, so three times as many as her. And I think Noah has twice as many as Scott. I think he's like up over... Close to 800,000. Yeah. And most of them love me, contrary to what you see in the comments. Okay, so this will be Scott's... The vast majority love me. Okay. Will be Scott's ninth time. And he first came in like two years before Noah. Okay, so so we're, we're going through the 2021 women who are going to be going to the CrossFit Games. We presume they're all here except for the ones who haven't competed... In the last chance qualifier, the men had two people who could go are going to come be added to that list through the last chance qualifier. How many do the women have? Same. They all two additional competitors in the field. They have 34 instead of 32. Okay. And that was all caused by the fact of the lockdown insanity that made it. Who couldn't travel to live competitions that were then okay. placed into the virtual competitions and therefore given an extra last chance qualifier position. Right, so it happened right. two more times for the women than the men. Right. Right, right, right. I'm trying to keep my mouth shut and stay focused on the games. Um, Katrin David Doder. We so wait, wait, Kristen Holte. Holte. Yes, maybe or or no. I said no for her. Katrin David's Doder. Um, Sasha, no, she's a two times games winner. That's right. That's what the record books say. And, um, you have, and you said, and Cara has never won the games and neither has Laura Horvath. And, uh, I, I find it, um, and she trains with a, a qualified team and coach. Yeah. Ben Ben Bergeron for the men. There's a plenty of women that I'm going to say no to in this setting that should have every reason to disregard what I have to say and believe they can win the games or play second at the games. Sasha, so she should still come. Katrin should still come and compete. A hundred percent. Sasha Nevis. No. Oh shit! Here we go. Thuradur. Erla Turi. Turi Erla Helga Doder. No. God, will there be no Icelandic women on your list? That would be crazy. That would mean that something's wrong with you. Larissa Kunha. Great last name. Uh, Gabrielle Megala, another great that's just a great name for a movie character. No. Annie Thor's daughter.
is that are you having Jason Hopper issues here? Like, like is this the same thing with Jason Hopper? You just don't know because and you don't know. Others, uh, that's she is probably the biggest unknown because of the proximity coming back from giving birth, and I do know for for sure that at every stage of competition. She's performed ahead of what she expected from herself. And we know how good she can be. And I, she's not outside of the age range where you can still podium it. Um, what is that age range? I think for the women, it's it's up to 33. Yeah. Boy, you have some tough names coming up, by the way. Some tough names. I think Annie is probably the hardest one. I'm going to say his daughter. Okay, so now you have three. three oh, yeah, three. Okay, uh, Danielle Spiegel. Is that what it says on there, Dan? N- no, Dan? no. I just wanted to say that. By the way, I saw a picture of her today that was just crazy. She's run. It's a profile shot of her on her someone sent it to me on her Instagram was like, Hey, get this chick on your podcast. It's a, it's a profile picture of her running. I think she's carrying a bag and her glutes and her thigh and her calf and her ankle. Like, like it's a, it's a marvel. It's a marvel. You, you know, it would be crazy. I wonder if there were women like this to paint, you know, whatever, 500 years ago when the paint, when painting oh. was in. Someone needs to do make a sculpture of her. I have to fill the time while you think and, and panic. Well, they, no, 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 no answer. Okay, Carolyn. I say Prevost. What? Do, how do you say it? Prevo. Prevo. Carolyn Prevo because be she's Canadian. That's what I say. Okay, Carolyn Prevo. You're probably right. She's Canadian. No. That hurts. That hurts. Emily Rolf. No. You can't say this hurts. You know this you know this hurts me. I do know this hurts you. <laughs> but, but but mine's mine's uh, emotional. Yours is intellectual. Mine's deeper. Uh Bethany Shadburn. It's not fair to say that it's not emotional for me. I want all these girls to do great and I want them all to come in. But you're putting okay, me, it's a, you're putting me to the okay. to the road here. Okay, so maybe it's worse for you. For you, it's emotional and intellectual. For me, it's just emotional. Bethany Shadburn. Man, she was so impressed. No. Okay, let's stop. Hold on a second. Why not? <laughs> what? What's her weakness? What's her weakness? Actually, what, don't what, know. what? I don't know. Weaknesses. Um, other girls are better. How are her um, negative handstand push-ups? Great. I think she was. How's her at? How's her attitude? Incredible. Fantastic. Great support system. How, great training environment. How's her personal life? Phenomenal. Guy, guy I think. That, um, I'm not sure what they're at least dating. West Coast Classic. Super nice guy. Um, supportive in every way. You know, one year Car Saunders was at the games, and 
she did great. I can't remember what year it was, but I almost feel like she was too happy about her relationship and that like, no matter what happened at the game, she was going to be happy because she was in a great relationship. And maybe that's not good. No, I think when I say supportive in every way, that's to me, that's also that knows when they need to back off. They're not, they're not overbearing. Mackenzie Riley. No, but I'm so happy that she made the games. Why is that? Mackenzie and her husband, Roy, they became friends of mine over the last, like when I was traveling around, Roy is actually an incredibly, he knows a ton about that the, as well. Um, there's actually a couple, I mean, Cara Sanders said, and boyfriend, whatever the situation is there too. It's it's not that uncommon. Um, anyway, you know, a year ago or so, and Mackenzie, this girl, she didn't know how good she would be. She didn't really do the semifinals. Believing that she could make it, but she just knew she was feeling good and best shot. And she ended up, I mean, it was very, very competitive in the women's field in the Atlas games, but she made it. And I think it's really cool. That makes Cara Saunders, Annie Thor's daughter, Mackenzie Riley, as new games this year, in addition to Reagan Huckabee, who's coming back. Ariel Lowen is a mother. I feel like I might be forgetting one. Apologize, but there's a lot of moms that have proven that you can you can do CrossFit competitively, have a kid, and come back from it and compete at the highest level. And since we're just driving a bus back and forth over you, Brian, right now, let's fucking drive a tractor over you and ask you this question: Who's better, Mackenzie Riley or Emma Tall? <laughs> and for those of you who don't know, there's been a little bit of uh, a kershuffle. An intellectual kershuffle around Emma Tall. She was in the games and then out of the games. And and Brian and I have differing opinions on the um, way that was handled. But I'm just curious now, who's better, Mackenzie Riley or Emma Tall? You know, Mackenzie Riley is like a 20. She finishes around 20th at the games historically, maybe 20th to 25th. And that's basically Emma Tall to be. Like if I was ranking the games athletes, close to each other so it's an excellent question i feel like less about emma tall and therefore makes me want to believe that she couldn't do as well i already know about her more than i do um Mackenzie Riley just based on experience carrie pierce <laughs> <sighs> no you guys Guys, you know when you take a, a water break when you're doing CrossFit because you just you just want to, you don't need water but you just want to take a break. That's what when Brian laughs, that's what he's doing. He doesn't think anything's funny. He's just like he's just laughing to to give himself a moment. That's exactly um, the greatest American CrossFitter who's ever lived and is currently competing at the highest level. And you say no. Last year, for the first time since 2004, an American woman was on the podium at the Games. In 2014, June, have been on the podium at the Games if Cara Saunders was healthy enough. One, she would have taken second, and he would have been third, and there wouldn't have been a U.S. woman on the podium. Last year, if the Games was allowed to, to, to happen with even 10 people at the ranch, none of the U.S. women would have made the podium. Bailey... Rail. <laughs> no. Um, s 
What is going Su on? <laughs> Su Su Ning. No, no, no. I, no. I, Stop. Tell, tell me. Tell <laughs> me your name. Choi. Say it again. Sung Young Choi. Sun Yun Choi. Sun no. Yun Choi. No. Svet, Svet, Svetlana Kubishkina. 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 Svetlana Kubishkina. Winner of the Asian Continental semifinal, but no. Yeah, and a, and a beautiful name. Um, so would there, I do see someone who is left off of this list. You do? Yeah. There's someone's name I didn't say, who you've been talking up. Yeah, yeah. Like, but she's not on the list. I know. Who like, it no is. To, like no tomorrow. Ah, oh, man, I don't feel like it. Yeah, she's not on the list. You're right. Danielle Brandon. Is that her name? Yeah. Good job. Uh, Second. Not Reagan Huckabee either. She's oh, yeah, I didn't. So let's, so let's go with Danielle Brandon. God, I man. the over the, Sydney McAlishan. Did I? Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. I did because I carry Pierce open. Okay, let's go back a little bit. Let's go back. Sydney McAlishan. No, but I really like this girl. Like she's 21. Potential in a couple of years if she stays with it. Um, that's it. Just top ten. Um, it's too early to say any more than that, and it depends on how long some of the other girls compete. Yeah, she looks strong. She was. She's, it looks like she was a volleyball player. Holy shit, man! Some of these these teenage boys are just. Incredible. I went to Google Images. Um, uh, Danielle Brandon. No. Wow. You, you have one to spare. You have two to spare, Brian. Two to spare. No reason to be a dick. Reagan Huckabee. No. So we have Cara Saunders... Laura Horvath and Annie Thor's daughter. That's that's pretty that's pretty bold. Justin Medeiros, Jason Hopper, Patrick Vellner, and Brent Fikowski. Yeah, so if you add Tia to the, that's basically who I think are the top four men and women right now. Do you know what the prize money is on the podium? Uh, I think it's like three hundred ten thousand for first. I want to say one hundred fifty thousand for second and for third, maybe maybe eighty thousand oh, for third. That's awesome. That's a great breakdown. And then, does for when you go to fourth, do does fourth place get anything or no? Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, they pay through twentieth, like a thousand dollars for twentieth or something like that. Cross the last fit they go down games. like 10, one thousand from ten thousand to one thousand hundreds. CrossFit Games money, uh, June 3rd, they posted something about $2.5 million in total. Oh, shit, another omen. Another omen. So I just clicked this link, and I'm on Barbend. And, oh, shit, we just got a uh, cal- calendar notification that Daniel Brandon's coming on the podcast on Monday at 10 a.m. Okay, excellent. Please tell, Please tell me you can do it. 
And then we have Sam Apple on Wednesday. Okay, so, uh, which is, he's the author of the book Ravenous. And if you haven't read that book, uh, you should read that book. Um, uh, it's about Otto Warburg. He won the Nobel Prize in the 30s. And uh, he's the godfather of cancer cell respiration and uh, photosynthesis. And it's an amazing, amazing story. Uh, first place is 310,000. Second place is 120,000. Third place is 80,000. And then fourth place is 55, and then 40, then 35, then 31, 29, 27, 20. And it goes all the way down. And, and the smallest prize they have is $8,000. For what place? Uh, it, it doesn't say. It just trickles down. Four, oh, fourth through twentieth. So twentieth place gets eight thousand. Better than I thought for the bottom end. And so I'm assuming twenty first place doesn't get any money. And then for the individual events, if you win an event, you get three thousand dollars. Second place two thousand. Third for one thousand. I don't think they should do that. I think it should be. And like I don't really care. I don't have a strong opinion on it. But I think they should give all six thousand dollars to whoever wins the event. Oh, okay. And team competition is 100,000 for first place, 70,000 for second place, third place is 40,000, fourth place is 25,000, fifth place is 20,000. And the masters, the older you get, the less money you get. Holy shit, this is awesome. If you're in the 35 to 39 category, you get 25,000 for first place. And second place, oh, and it pays down to third place. Wow. 35 to 39 pays down to third place. Third place gets 5,000. But if you go to the Masters, 65 and plus, <laughs> first place gets 5,000. Second place gets 3,000. Third place gets 2,000. I think that's exceedingly generous. <laughs> I do. I think it. I think it's 65 in you know this what? day I, and I'm age. Hopeful. I'm happy that the Masters will have a little bit more to compete at the, on the main stages and not elite level athletes this year but i'm general because of travel restrictions and 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 to go to places where there's big crowds that it's not going to be the normal the normal environment especially early in the week up there okay we'll circle back to that let me finish the prize money and you bring up a really good point that i want to push back on um i think people who are 65 plus should just be happy living in the in this day and age and not be in severe decrepitude but and and they should all get a little bit of money just for being role models instead of well we're all role models for each other and that's the problem whether you like it or not um adaptive athletes upper extremity lower extremity and neuromuscular first place gets five thousand Second place gets 3,000. Third place gets 2,000. I think that's exceedingly generous too. If you disagree with me, it don't say, like don't, don't tell just, me. It just sounds like that's the way to put for any division right now. Um, so tell, wait, tell me, um, yeah, good observation. Tell me, um, what is, thank you, Bar Ben, for letting me jump on your site, steal your information. So tell me what is – wait a second. Wait a second. There's a guy. I'm going to go back to Bar Bend here and see see something. If this is the good douchebag who ripped on me for my behind-the-scenes like eight years ago. Let me see who their editor is. About us. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This goofball. Do you know this guy, David Tao? Uh, He's the founder, CEO, editor in chief. 
someone sent me an article that he wrote about me. It was so bad. It was just fucking mean spirited and vapid. And I was like, how can this guy be the, I accept your apology, David. And thank you for letting me use your website. Um, travel restrictions. Have you, have you seen any, have you, do you see any complications? Like just like really, really staring at any of the athletes, like just dead in the face right now that you're like, Oh shit. I mean, I was talking about travel, but the okay. uh, athletes, it sounds like CrossFit's got people that are working on this with the athletes. Um, but it's just like it would be in a, a normal rules are different. And that's amplified even more with the complications surrounding the global health situation. Um, and <laughs> uh, we're talking about CrossFit. Um, and I, um, is it, and, and tell me about your concern about the fans. I, I, I view CrossFitters as, um, not being concerned at all for their. No, so it was how, for the vast majority, don't care about drinking a glass full of SARS-CoV-2 that they realize that they train right, to. Right. The demographics that I'm talking about can't or won't be able to travel there, of which mm -hmm. a big contingency of fans at the games. Like a lot of those athletes have an impressive amount of people who will travel overseas to watch them compete. And then the, like the locals. There aren't necessarily CrossFit fans, but would go to like this cool competition that's in, in town, in their state or in their region of the country. Um, just because it's there. California, you know, just like there's people in California, it's in California, but they might not fly out to Madison for the games or not every year. I, I, okay. I, this is just a, a, my personal opinion about the CrossFit Games. So I've been to a, a shitload of big, big events that are like parties. You know, when I lived in the Bay Area, I used to go to the Gay Pride Parade all the time. I would go to the Love Inns in San Francisco. I've been to Grateful Dead concerts. I've been to Mr. Universe. I've been to, um, the Arnold. I just been to a ton of just, uh, I've been to the air show. I've been to the Super Bowl. I've been to the air show in San Francisco. Uh, if you are the CrossFit Games, when Greg originally um, was was sh when Greg, Dave created the CrossFit Games, and Greg was sharing his vision of how he would like this Dave to develop it, would be be like the Woodstock of fitness, and I don't think it ever met the criteria that. Greg would have wanted, but it sure as hell met the criteria I would have wanted. It, regardless of however old you are, there is something there for you. It is an incredible event. What's unique about it to all the other events that I said is there's no assholes there. I've never run into an asshole there. Everyone is so nice to each other. It's like, it's like a giant family reunion. There isn't the posturing that you see at the other fitness expos or fitness events. It's a great place to bring kids. It's huge. There's tons of places to run around. If I was 21 years old or 25 years old or 18 years old, I would get as many friends as I could and I would camp there. The camping area is 
incredible. And if I was a father with young kids and I traveled and I wasn't like stuck in my little OODA loop like I am, I would take my little kids there because they're going to meet other little kids and other like-minded parents. People who ju- It's basically just a giant show of people who take who don't believe necessarily in the victocracy or victimhood and who have taken control of their lives but even on the next level want to share that message to the world it's like a church gathering of people who who believe in personal responsibility and health and um it's amazing i i i can't advocate enough if you've never been you should go it is it's awesome there's something there for everyone and there's beer and there's good food. There's not shit food. There's actually amazing food and amazing coffee. And you'll see a lot of cool people. And and your brain will be blown. No matter what you think about CrossFit, CrossFitters and what these athletes can do and how they perform, if you see it live, you will struggle to get your head wrapped around it. Would you agree with that? Yeah, there's something that amazes I've ever been to. Yeah. I mean, and I don't think you're using that word lightly. I mean, it's literally like, holy shit. Yeah, I mean, I just, I just I got back from Vegas and I remember, you know, I had it two or three times on the weekend of just that goosebumps, like euphoric, like I can't believe what I'm watching. And you never, you know, I never really know when it's going to come. Um, and sometimes I don't know who it's going to come from. True. I think you're supposed to talk in a podcast, but this podcast is over. Right? Yeah, I'm pretty tired.